Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Dawn of Justice by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can also find me on social media at NoClutchNate. And you know what? Go check out TooOldMedia.com. And we're on Vero now. Are we? Yeah. You did so that? You did that. You, you created your own. Oh, oh, like you and me individually. I thought yeah. you meant the show. Oh, no, I think we'll just keep it our personal accounts. And okay. we'll just, you can find us there, and I'll be uh, doing my little cosplay stuff in the future. Nate does action figure photography. Once I figure out how to use it. Yeah. Not so, the photography, then. So check us out there. I'm sure all you DC EU fans already have a Vero for obvious reasons. If you don't have one, you're messing up, kid. Go get one. Yeah, right. Um, and join us on there. But anyways, today we're talking about 131 of Dawn of Justice, which is going to start with uh, Batman telling Superman that his parents, Batman's parents, uh, taught him a different lesson. Uh, and then the minute's going to end with Batman standing over Superman with a spear full of kryptonite. Full of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's full of it. It's full. It is. It's full with the rest of it. It's Sec- hollowed out and it's just liquid kryptonite. It's a super soaker full of kryptonite. Oh, I like that. I mean, he had the gas and he had the solid. He might as well have the liquid, right? Yeah. So complete. Well, how do you? What do you? What do you think you should mix in with liquid kryptonite to make it li- liquid kryptonite? Yeah, then it would, it would be, it would be, it would like be really hot. Yeah. yeah, it would be like Batman had like uh, you know in like kryptonite. Lord of the Rings or just any medieval thing where they had the oil buckets and they dump it over people. You just do that. Is, like you sp- specifically in Return of the King when Faramir is getting doused in oil. <laughs> Wait, what? In Return of the King, Faramir goes back to Gondor, and his father is, like, disappointed in him, and he, like, goes to burn him alive because he thinks, like, he died. No, I'm just talking about... They do it to the orcs. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Our cat is going crazy. Nate's cat is going crazy. Um, Little shit. But, like, um... So, yeah, and, like, in anyways, what, what I'm trying to say is if you poured a bunch of liquid kryptonite over Superman, it would get in his hair and everything, and he could never get it out. He'd have to go take a shower to get it off. And by that point, he's probably... You know, he's probably dead. It's like tarring and feathering Superman. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, if you attack Superman with liquid kryptonite, you win. He can't get it off. You think that was, like, the mindset when they invented napalm? Dude, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when they invented napalm, they are like, they're never going to get this <laughs> out of their hair. Um, but anyways, let's talk about the minute at hand here. Um, so, yeah, Batman says, uh, my parents taught me a different lesson. Dying in the gutter for no reason at all. And that's a powerful one because that's kind of what we've been talking about on this show, you know, being that like a lot of people wonder about this Batman, why he is the way he is, why he's so far down the hole mm-hmm. in, in a sense. And like this is why, because, you know, y- this whole week we're going to be trying to get into the shoes of these people and like their mindset and who they are as people. Um, and Batman witnessed his parents dying, but not like in any regular sense like his parents died literally for no reason at all joe chill showed up there was no conspiracy it was just a random guy showed up batman had a bad day and his parents died and they died literally on the streets in a gutter in crime alley like there's no nice way about it there's no symbology for it it's just they died Mm -hmm. and uh and that's what hits the hardest. I mean, you can say um, Superman's parents died for their own their own flaws. They caused it. They Kryptonians? Ca- yeah, okay. Krypton, all that. 
like kind of like on our planet like mm-hmm. dying planet we're the reason it happened we had it coming we can't be sorry about it like we deserve it and that's what happened to krypton his parents were good people i want to say there's nothing really wrong with them um they did a lot for the community they were helping gotham be clean i'm sure you could chalk it up to a conspiracy but it doesn't matter what what what's the reality of it all the truth of it all they died for no reason they died because mm. some guy came up and shot them and that was it and of course like that <laughs> just that that fact alone is what hurts the most and so like yes they both lost their parents but it's in the manner the the manner of which they died yeah the principle of it all <clears throat> so of course like you know what he's saying it is it, it's just so it's so obvious why this Batman. Mm-hmm. Let's see, like it rings true. Fi- what is he? Forty five, like Ish. fifty years yeah. of. Well, you know, he was like ten years old, so like forty years of like. Hey, I know what this world really is like, and there was no explanation for that, and I've dealt with it. Yeah, I mean, like you, you know, you, you take a, not even take away. You go back to like what you know, day one Batman. He was all about like you know vengeance and stuff like that, mm-hmm. avenging his parents' death and and fighting crime and all that stuff. Then you go forty years after that, and it's like, hey, you really do have a good long while to take a look and be like, well, what was the cause of that? And even so, after you defeated all these crime syndicates that may be having a conspiracy against the death of your parents or whatever, once you take them down, it really you're left with nothing. It's not like, yep, I mean, yeah, cool, you advantaged your parents' death, but what does that bring you? Yeah, when he, like you said, when he started being Batman initially, Mm -hmm. it was that beautiful lie, you know? Like, oh, maybe being the Batman is the answer. Maybe I'll finally fill this hole that's in my heart. But deep down, he knows he can't. Like, you never will, probably. You probably can't. And so that's the tragedy of it all, is that, like, you started out being Batman thinking that, you were going to be like Superman is like, Oh, like I'm going to fix things and you don't, you can't. And that's the sad reality that he's come to accept, you know, 20 years being Batman. And he knows, he knows like there, there is no salvation Mm -hmm. for now. (laughs) I never really liked the whole like conspiracies behind having a conspiracy around the death of the Waynes. Like I agree completely. I'm sure that it like you know there was reason behind it in like a political standpoint. Mm -hmm. But really, to have a good broken character such as Batman that's like this, that's just as crazy as the people that are crawling out from the sewers, you know, in Gotham City. You need to have that big impactful moment mean, uh, be meaningless, you know. Yeah, it, I completely agree. It should never be a matter of conspiracy because what that becomes is like it becomes a crutch in it becomes a crutch for like the reader. You know, it becomes a crutch for for people who are like, "Well, I mean, it has to link somehow. Like it has to be this." And it's like, "Yeah, but what if it isn't? Like what if there is no answer?" That is like an existential question. Like Hey, maybe there isn't an answer to everything, you know? Maybe there isn't a uh, A plus B equals C type of type of dealio. Like mm-hmm. in reality in our world, like outside of comic books and all that, like dude, sometimes these things exist for no reason at all. And like you're never going to get an answer. And like it would be nice to have an answer. And you know, that would be very fan servicey for you and I don't know. It just like don't 
ever like keep the Batman, um, the death of the Waynes, like keep it completely just, just keep it uh, minimal. Keep it one hundred. Yeah, keep no, it one hundred. Uh, the exact opposite. <laughs> keep it. Yeah. Um, so with saying that, Batman then uh, performs what I would call a brutality, which is going back to Mortal Kombat versus DC, the game before the Injustice series. Um, this is a brutality? This is the brutality, not a fatality, because in Mortal Kombat you perform a fatality and you rip people's heads off or split them in half with a buzzsaw, but you can't do that to DC superheroes. So in Marvel versus DC, they introduced, or they only had brutalities. Which is uh, like a big finishing. Mortal cinema. Kombat versus DC. Yeah. Yeah. What did I say? Marvel. Oh, MK versus DC is what. Yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mortal Kombat versus DC. Um, and so yeah, you end up with this big cinematic uh, finish for winning the match, and that's exactly what I'm saying. Batman does to Superman. He's already beat him by finishing the fight with the. Um, I almost said bathtub, but it's like a sink, a ceramic <laughs> sink. He, you know, yeah, the ceramic sink, sink, and then throws him over the edge, and then this whole grappling hook dealio is like the brutality, swinging him around, man. Yeah, it's cool that like he uses like the momentum of like the uh, the like, cable like getting retracted back into itself or mm-hmm. whatever. As I don't know if I mean, obviously he probably like created that himself, but that is a extremely brutal and useful tool. <laughs> yeah, it's like he's had to have done that before. <laughs> Like, the fact that that grappling hook had the power to, like, pull a full-grown man, Mm -hmm. like, with that much force. And I definitely think, like, the suit of armor has hydraulics in it. Like, it can't just be you in, like, this tin can. Mm -mm. Like, you have to have some ability to, to power this suit. Not, like, power suit, like, whether you're, like, in Dark Knight Returns where he's, like like was linked up to the electrical yeah circuit or but whatever. at least have some some pistons some some hydraulics some co2 pressure in the suit at least have that and um to be able because you're not only pulling him with a grappling hook but then you have to swing this person around and to get that much air like there has to be and make him go through all these pillars it's not like i mean like the momentum enough is just making him crush these pillars but mm-hmm. Normally, like, you know, if you were just in a tin can or something like that with no strength enhancing, it would just hit one, maybe fall down after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would just hit one and that would be it. And yeah. Like, the resistance would soon stop and yeah. then you just come down with it. But no, he hits... Uh, this guy's seismic tossing him, man. Yeah, he does like a Bowser move. Like oh, yeah. Mario, just like... It really is. Uh, which we saw that in Man of Steel 2. Superman did that to General Zod with the cape thing. But yeah, it was like one, two, three... And then four is just throwing him like head first into a pile of stone. Like Yeah, his face just gets destroyed. Just decked completely. Yeah. Completely dusted. Um and then we get a really good shot of Ben in this full armor. I know, right? Like that's that's a practical costume right there. There's no nothing to that. His face is half off, like he's really moving in it. In the concept art in the in the movie, like at some point, like, he lost so much armor that it was just, like, the metal pants were still there. Yeah. And then, like, the top part was just, like, undershirt, and he was just, like, just him. No hands, no armor? He also had white hair. So they oh, were, like, okay. back when they were going for, like, a really old Batman. Um, that's from Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, I had a question. 
Oh, I don't really know if the question is more as an observation, but the light went out and his one lit up eye. And I believe that last minute, I don't know. Uh, I don't remember no, when as soon as he, he was dragging him and it was like sparking and stuff. Did it go mm-hmm. out while it was sparking? No, it was, um, it went out. It went out when he got hit by Superman as he jumped towards him. Yeah, no, like, no, no. It was still one eye lit up. Mm, it was sparking, but it wasn't lit up completely. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was doing the little high-speed scrubbing thing. Yeah, all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, but this is when we get, like, the quote. Like, they taught me the world only makes sense if you force it to. Do you believe that? Uh, yes. <laughs> In what kind of sense, though? Like, what is he, what is trying, what is he forcing to make sense? The death so, of his parents? Yeah. And he's like, trying to justify it by dressing up like a bat and jumping off rooftops? No, no. I think this might go back to, um what we were saying earlier about like the ambiguity of like his parents' death and all that. Like, yeah. Like you, so yeah, maybe like the Batman thing, like dressing up like a Batman fighting crime. Like you're, you're forcing yourself to think that this fixes anything. Oh yeah. That's good. That's and like, like, man, he's just been lying to himself for 40 years, hasn't he? Yeah, probably. And he's like, he's done with that beautiful lie that we've been talking about. Like, you know, it took him to the light. Like, he saw the bats. He thought it was the answer. It's not the answer. Being the Batman was not the answer um, so far. Um, but, like, and the same thing with Superman is, like, oh, my parents taught me that, you know, I could bring hope to this planet. I can be their hero and everything. And it's Batman's here to tell him, is like, that's not true. Like, what you're trying to do, like, who you're trying to be is a complete lie. And you're trying to force this world to be... You're trying to force this world to be classic Superman comics, you know? You could be referring to the audience in this part. Like, oh, you think Superman is just going to come in, everyone's going to love Superman, uh, he's going to smile, he's going to, you know, be Boy Scout Superman. It's like, but that's if you force it to. The world is not like that. The world is not going to like an alien showing up and trying to be the USA's boy scout like that's that's us trying to force that onto him and that's kind of like what you can take this is like you know the world only makes sense if you force it to like you want it to be that way you're gonna force it and and then you come out with donner universe yeah well you're not gonna be was that what you were going with like taking it outside of the movie and like a real quote there's there's a lot of ways you can take it i'm not saying that's the way i'm i'm just saying there's a lot of you could take it you could you could translate it into that, or you can take it verbatim. Like this is what Bruce Wayne is trying to tell yeah, this yeah, Superman. Yeah, okay. But so, like in Man of Steel, um, we had like the whole you know freedom of choice and like Man of Steel itself, and the mm-hmm. whole restart of the DC EU was that basis of choice. They were choosing to do this with the new universe. They weren't forcing it to be what past and previous Superman movies are. So I guess maybe that is the message that we should take away outside of the movie from this movie. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you can't, I mean? you can't impose, uh, you can't impose a certain way. Like mm-hmm. if you're going to preserve the power of choice, then you can't, in, you can't enforce someone to think a or B. Yeah. And that's, you know, in this universe, we can't force all the people of earth to be in love with Superman. Like, or to be accepting of it. If everyone has the power of choice and if this Superman protects that power of choice, there are going to be people who don't like you. There's going to be Wallace Keefe's. There's going to be, 
those hate mongering people, the people at the protests, people like Senator Finch, who's on the fence, like and Skrillex. People. He was there. He was on a Skrillex. Fence. Yeah, alien Skrillex kid. <laughs> uh, there are just going to be people who are either black, white, or gray about it. And uh, that is the beauty of this movie. It's like we protect the power of choice, but it create it. It, uh, it also protects um, chaos and conflict. And you know, if Superman is going to be Superman, you can't be trying to force things. So I think that's where we can go with that. I'm yeah. sure there's other I- interpretations for it. Uh, we'd love to hear what you guys think about it. So just find us on all social media and. Let us know what you thought about what that might mean. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on. We're nice guys. We talk to people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he then pulls the spear of kryptonite. Yeah. Like straight out of the ground. Like yeah. that means that kryptonite is so much harder than real concrete. Real concrete. Fake concrete. Than <laughs> concrete. I mean, I guess like even so. It's a space rock. And yeah, it was made by the terraforming, uh, the world engine. So it has to be tougher. Space Rock, do you think there's, like, metal in it as well? It's not metal, but it's definitely, like, a diamond crystal-ish. Yeah. You know, it bugs me um, when things are sharp and they get dulled down, like, pencils and stuff like that. You know, like, when you sharpen a, you know, you get a real good sharpened pencil and, like, you, you do, like, two words or whatever and it, like, gets dull and you're like, oh, man, that really sucks. I was always thinking that, like, the tip of this spear is just, like... It's just going to get messed up, shoving it into the ground like that. Like, it's just, you, you, you're not preserving the actual spearness of it. He should have done the other side. The other side has a... No, ha- I guess, like, there's a reason for sticking it in the ground, because, like, if you're that close to it, it's not, like, emitting anything. So it's still, like, buried in the ground. So it's not affecting him just yet. Uh, pulling it out for dramatic effect as well is a thing. You know, we know Batman has a flair for the theatrics. Yeah. It almost looks like a, a like a lightsaber pike. There you go. Yeah. yeah. It's probably Zack Snyder's love for Star Wars. He's like, yeah, I got a lightsaber yeah, pike in my... <laughs> Let's use him. Um, but yeah, the, this... Uh, is there... I haven't seen the movie Excalibur. I don't know if you have. Well, yeah, a while ago. A while ago? Yeah, are you going to ask me, is there a scene like this in it? Can't I don't remember. know. Is this like... this? Like him like getting ex- the... Excalibur, Excalibur? sword and stone. Yeah. I think we can Didn't go there, right? Did he pull right? it out of a lake? Oh, I don't remember. Someone's going to yell Sword at me. in the lake? That's not what the movie's no. called. <laughs> I'm sure like there's a so- sword in the stone type Excalibur reference in there. Yeah. We're uh, missing something clearly. If we're missing something clearly, let us know on all social media. <laughs> yell at us. I do love this shot, though, um, which is not Batman or Superman related, but it's Lois Lane in the helicopter. And there's something about this shot that we have that's outside this building, which I have no idea what kind of building we're in. Um, An abandoned... I really don't. Something. There was public bathrooms, at least. <laughs> All buildings have public bathrooms. Well, you know, like they had like the stalls and stuff in that building when you got thrown through them. Yeah, because all buildings have public bathrooms. Not all buildings. All buildings have bathrooms. If it was like an apartment complex or something like that, there wouldn't be like the stalled bathrooms like there would be in the okay, scene out of Liar Liar. You're right about that. Um, but yeah, this, this shot here with the helicopter, it's almost like hovering a little bit. It's descending a little bit. Um, then there's this huge smokestack coming from the, 
exploded uh, machine dumpster yeah, machine d- dumpster guns? machine guns. I yeah, think that's yeah, what yeah. that is. So those things are still on fire. And what I love about this shot so much is that it looks like a studio shot. Like it doesn't look like it's on location. And there's something I really enjoy about it because it almost looks like it looks like classic monster movie type set where like the helicopter looks like it might be uh kind of like a big miniature on like wires kind of suspended like oh yeah i see what you mean i get like that that king kong ride type Mm -hmm. feel the the old one and it's like you know this could all be a bunch of miniatures and there's something i really appreciate about that and uh yeah just every time i watch this movie whenever this shot is here um i just love it so much it just it looks so well done the big plume of smoke and all that um it just it reminds me of that that aerial shot after in um the dark night after joker blows up the hospital and like they show like that building actually being exploded or whatever mm-hmm. you know like it's from like oh from like shot. the helicopter yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. kind of reminds me of that yeah that must have been awesome to film because they were just like hey we're gonna blow up this building yeah <laughs> that's so cool yeah, but yeah lois lane is here on the scene as always and um then it cuts to Superman or Kal-El being stood over by Batman. And this minute ends in such a cool shot. Like the, like the minute stops directly with Batman standing over Kal-El with the sword or with the spear in his hand. And it's like this kind of like voyeuristic type viewpoint. Yeah, it's like getting shot from like this hole through yeah. a wall. Like, it might almost be Lois's point of view, but we know that she's, like, on the other side of this shot. But, yeah, it comes from behind this broken wall. Like, this is just a really good Larry Fong, like, yo, we're going to, like, creep in on this. Yeah, setting the stage. Yeah. Yeah. And as we get further, I like you brought that up, because as we get further in this film, like, in this whole third act, there's a lot of parts that seem like, wow, Batman v Superman, like, at least that third arc would look like a really cool like Shakespearean play. Yep. I was like, going, yep, exactly. If there yeah, is, man. if they ever do a Shakespeare version, uh, like, you know, the Star Wars Shakespeare? Yeah, yeah, Like a Dawn of Justice Shakespeare book, I'm buying it. Like, yeah. I want to read Kal-El's voice in like Shakespeare. I'll go audition. I wanna, what do you mean, Kal-El? You, Lex Luthor's Shakespearean Oh my monologues. God. Like, that would blow my mind. He'd be one of the best villains ever. You could do it. You already do it. Yeah, your mannerisms already match Jesse Eisenberg's all, right. all the time. So. I kind of like that. I like. I'll tell him taking that as a compliment. Oh yeah, I notice it all the time. But yeah, it just. I mean, even, imagine Alfred or or uh, Perry White in Shakespeare. Yeah, uh, he was an Othello man. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but you know, in Shakespeare, they always have the comedic people. Perry White would be that person. I think maybe we should write. I'm not doing it. Who was the comedic? Denzel Washington was the comedic relief in Much Ado, I believe. Uh, yeah, because Keanu Reeves was his opposite. Mm-hmm. You know, your Timon and Pumbaa type people. But, yeah, I think that's it for, that's all I have for this one. Do you have anything else? No, Shakespearean. Guys, Dawn let's, of Justice. let's How do you, start, what do you say that? let's start a petition. We want a Shakespearean Dawn of Justice. Um, but we're going to go ahead and wrap up for today. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DCU Minute and the Facebook group, Too Old Media. Doc, the Facebook group, Donald, <laughs> the Facebook group, DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. Also, don't forget <laughs> to check out Too Old Media 
and we'll catch you guys next time here on DC Cinematic Minute.